This is Learn From Others, where we interview a cross-section of successful individuals so you can learn from their experiences, achievements, and even their mistakes. We ask four questions that will educate and inspire. Greg Stanley will be your guide as we join our guests on a journey from adolescent daydreaming to success in today's world. Join us on this adventure as we learn from others together. Welcome to Learn From Others, where we help others succeed by sharing success. I'm very excited to introduce our special guest, Eric Cross. Eric, how are you doing today? Good. How's it going? Good, good. Well, thank you for taking us on your career journey. Uh, but before we find out what you're doing today, let's start at the very beginning. And can you tell us, what did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, actually, I wanted to be an architect growing up. Uh, ever since I was a little kid, I always loved you know, like drawing houses and building things. And uh, always took a great interest in that. And um, it was one of those things where once I started going to school, you know, I, I got into architecture and, you know, high school, you know, doing drafting, commercial drafting and things like that, and really developed the love for it. And uh, it grew all the way up into college, uh, you know, via a record deal on the way. And that kind of put me at a crossroads at some point. So I ended up quitting school. Uh, but when I did go back, I actually went back into school for audio video production. So it was like total ends of, you know, a different spectrum and things. But, you know, both of my loves were in music and one in, in architecture, you know. Wow, that's really interesting. We'll have to dig into that a little bit more here in a second. Um, I actually right. majored in architecture briefly as well for a little while. So, Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so that's really cool. Well, what was your first job? either as a kid or one which you got paid to do something that you felt like you had some responsibility? Oh, my first job, uh, aside from, you know, every kid back then, you know, mowing lawns or delivering papers, uh, my first real job anywhere was at McDonald's. Were you the one saying, do you want fries with that? No, actually, I was the guy making all the food. So, oh. <laughs> okay. Making the burgers and, and, and all the good stuff, the McDLT and all that yeah you know it's funny because i've heard you know some people when they think about fast food joints you know it's always the teenager behind there and you know it kind of gets a bad rap but when you think about it it's fast food joints that are willing to hire someone with zero experience and teach them you know where they get their foot right. out the door and start learning some of the basics of what does it take to work absolutely it was you know it was a good learning experience i mean it was just like you know i mean it taught you how to multitask if anything you know what i mean because you're you've got you know, what they had back then, you know, they called it a 6-3 turn. That was like six regular hamburgers, and then you had three Big Macs, and you got, you know, all these different select meats that you've got on there. you got to, you know, flip them. you got to, you know, you got to dress the burgers, you know. So, I mean, you really had to be quick on your feet doing that job. So, <laughs> right. it, it definitely taught you how to multitask, really. Well, do you have a, did you have a favorite subject or hobby while you were in school? Sounds like architecture or drafting might have been one of them. Uh, actually, yeah, architecture and drafting was my favorite, um, and then along with band. Because I, I started out, I was playing drums. So, I mean, I loved music, and so between the drafting and music, you know, I had, had both areas covered in school. And it sounds like your career path took a little change of direction. So before we get to that, what are you doing today? Today I work for Channel 5. I'm a videographer. Uh, this is actually the start uh, in April will be my 18th year there. Wow. Can you tell us a little bit about what that entails, being a videographer? Sure. Uh, what I do is I go out into the field. I gather news. Uh, sometimes I work with a reporter. You know, he or she will ask the question. Then I set up the shot, you know, set up the visuals, you know, as far as the interview goes. There are days I actually go out by myself, like on the weekends I work, and I'll basically do everything. I set up the shot, I conduct the interview, 
uh, and you know, and just make sure I've got a good quality picture, and I go back to the station and I edit it uh, and get it ready for the uh, the live shows. So it sounds like we were talking earlier, and you're off on Mondays and Tuesdays. So do you always work weekends? Yes, yes, always work weekends. Is that an expectation for your role? Uh, it's not really an expectation. It's it's uh, you know we all have different shifts, uh, and you know it's all due to seniority. You know your most senior guys are going to have the better shifts, your Monday through Fridays, if you will. Being that I am. Oh, gosh, I, I forgot what number I am out of the 18 or 19 guys we've got. I think I'm like 13 or 14. Okay. But I've been able to move up move up the ranks, so to speak. You know, you know, people have either retired or they've moved on to other jobs. And so, you know, naturally you move up in, in spots. And then when that comes about, you know, there's a you know, position that's open. So you have a choice, you know, like what type of uh, schedule you want to choose. So with that, you know, um, the weekends, they really aren't bad. You know, they're, they're nice in the sense that I get to cover, you know, I get to go around the city and cover a lot of fun events. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm by myself all the time uh, on the weekends. And, you know, it's nice. It's, it's, you know, it's a nice change of pace, you know. And it's, like I said, it's always, you know, fun stuff, you know, like going to festivals in the summertime or, you know, like 5K runs or whatever it is. So, you know, it's it's. It's the fun part of news, you know. Yeah, right. That's really cool. So is this a union position? It sounds like from the seniority piece it might be. Yes, yes. Our our shop is a union shop. Okay. And for our listeners that might not know, that just could you just talk on that piece of it? And and obviously that seniority is a big influencer when it comes to a union environment. And it sounds like you've been there 18 years, so there must be some fairly senior folks there if you've been there 18 years and you still haven't made your way around to the Saturday, Sundays off, if that's what you desired. Right. That is true. You know, it's funny because uh, we have guys in our engineering department, they've been there 20, 30 years and they still work weekends, you know, so, and it sounds crazy, you know, and, and sometimes it is by choice. You know, right. I mean, I do love working weekends, so it's not, it's nothing for me to be like, oh, you know, I hate we working weekends or anything like that. I really do enjoy it. You know, I have people, you know, and friends that, you know, have organizations or benefits that are going on. And, you know, if I can make it possible that I can, you know, get them a little airtime on the news, it's something, you know, that's really like a good cause or something like that. You know, it's always nice to be able to help, you know, those people out. But yeah, it is, you know, the seniority thing. It's, it's one of those things where me being a less senior guy, you know, a lot of times I work the holidays, you know, I work the weekends. You don't really have a lot of what I want to say, like leeway or freedom or anything like that. Because when schedules, you know, get picked as far as vacation times and things like that, you know, they go from the top to the bottom. And, you know, when you're at the very bottom, sometimes it's like, okay, I'll take that Thursday in October, you know, because that's available. Because, <laughs> <Right. laughs> you know, right. a lot of times the prime spots are already gone. Well, could you walk us through a little bit about how you got to where you are? Because it sounded like you were on an architectural path, and then you mentioned music, kind of being a detour there for a little bit, which I'm going to find probably really fascinating, and then how you got onto the audio track that is now your career. I graduated from Princeton High School in 1987. Uh, from there, I was going to school part-time, basically putting myself through school. You know, the nice part about it was I, I actually took a year off. So, you know, I, I worked for a year, and then it really made me appreciate wanting to go to school to do something better other than just, you know, working retail jobs that I was doing. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, got into Raymond Walters, uh, was take, were taking classes there. Just basically I was trying to build up some of the classes that I didn't do too well in in high school and then mm -hmm. wanted to try to progress over to the DAP program. In between that time, 
there was a local record company here in town, uh, independent label, and I had joined with them, uh, became one of the music producers there, uh, along with uh, 16 other friends of mine. And we had like seven acts. And so we all produced these different acts, you know, you know, guy-girl groups and, you know, solo artists and things like that. And it, it took off really well. Uh, you know, we had a great crew going and a great thing going there. Um, everybody that kind of took a look at what we were doing that were in the industry, they were like, you guys are on the right track. You know, I mean, you've got everything covered. And it was a really good experience. Uh, long story short, we ended up getting uh, a deal with Capitol Records for distribution. Oh, wow. And uh, somewhere along the lines, it fell through. But what during that crossroad period, you know, I was still going to school, you know, trying to get into architecture. But when that opportunity came up, I told my parents, I said, well, I'm going to quit school. And they were like, what? You know, are you crazy? You know, and, <laughs> and, I, and I just explained to them, I said, look, I said, this is really going to take off. I said, you know, this, it's really happening. And, you know, I don't want to miss this opportunity. And if something does come out of it, you know, I can always go back to school. Uh, you know, they were kind of reluctant about it, but, you know, they they were okay with it, you know, and uh, went ahead and, you know, didn't go back, you know, kept plugging away at the music, and like I said, we got the deal. Somewhere along the lines, it fell apart, you know, and then I'm like, oh, man, what am I going to do? Because I was still still unloading trucks at Lazarus at the time, so, <laughs> so I, I continued to unload trucks, and, you know, I didn't go back to school. Uh, my parents are like, you know, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And I said, I, I don't know at this point. You know, I I wanted to be an architect, but, I, you know, I, I was kind of torn. You know, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was in a kind of in a standstill. And it was kind of funny because the uh, decision was made for me in the sense that the uh, Lazarus Corporation, they actually closed our warehouse down in Sarenville, and they moved mm. the operation to Secaucus, New Jersey. So it was one of those things where when you're seeing the older guys that had like a year or two to retire and, you know, they've got kids in college and they're trying to figure out what they're going to do, you know, it really put things in a different perspective like, wow, I really got to figure out what I'm going to do. Right. Uh, life got real, right? <laughs> yeah, it really did. It really, really did, you know. And it was one of those things where I was talking to one of the older guys. He worked in our security department. I asked him, I said, what are you going to do? He said, I'm going back to school. And I'm looking at him like, what? He said, yeah, I'm going to learn computers. And I said, what you know it just it just because he was much older than me you know i mean i want to say he was in his 40 late 40s maybe 50s and i was like 27 28 right and i said you're going back to school he said yeah he said man he said you know because of the fact that we lost our jobs the way we did he said you know the state will jump in and they'll give you money to go back to school and i was like what he goes yeah he said you go down to the job and family services department of job and family services he said you take a test and he said you can go down there and uh, you take this test, he said, you know, they'll assess it. He said, and if you pass, he said, they'll give you money to go back to school. So I was like, well, heck, I'm going to try that out. <laughs> you know, and, you know right. so I went, I actually went down there and, you know, I took a test and I passed and uh, they gave me, uh, you know, a little sum of money to go back to school. And, you know, my parents asked me, they said, okay, so now that you're doing this, what are you going to do? And I said, you know, I really, I would really love to be an architect, but I knew I couldn't try to you know, pick up where I left off and try to continue to do another three, four years or whatever it was going to be, right. you know, especially at 28 years old. And, you know, my love of music just kind of took over. And I said, you know what? I, I had friends of mine that went to Southern Ohio College here in town, and it was a two-year school. And I was like, you know, I'm going to try this, you know, in, in you know, try this audio video production program. And I said, you know, it seems logical. This is what I've been trying to do anyway. 
So, you know, my parents were like, okay, if this is what you want to do, you know, go ahead. You know, this, you know, sounds like a good idea. So I went ahead and I, I went into school there. And like I said, you know, the state jumped in, gave me money to go to school. And I graduated with an associate's degree and um, got my job at Channel 5 like eight months later, you know, which was great, you know. And uh, I've been there ever since. I never left. Now, what was that process like? Were you looking specifically for this role or were you looking no. at a lot of different aspects? Well, no, that was really funny because I actually had a classmate of mine and she she actually started working at Channel 5. She had some connections, you know, inside. And uh, when she, you know, she got the job, it wasn't exactly what she thought it was going to be. We all learned how to do um, non-linear, non-linear editing, which is computer-based editing. And at the time, this is 2001, and she told me, I said, how's the job? She goes, I don't like it. I said, what do you mean? She said, <laughs> she said man, they do, you know, she said, they're not doing avid editing. They're not doing this and that. And avid is, you know, the brand of uh, software that you use for, uh, for uh, editing, you know, computer-based okay. editing, you know, one of them. And I said, what do you mean? She said, oh, they're doing this tape-to-tape editing. I said, really? She goes, yeah. And I said, well, who do I need to talk to you about this job? Because she told me I'm, I'm going to quit. And I said, okay. I said, what's the boss? <laughs> right. You're like, oh, there's a job opening up here soon. <laughs> right. Exactly. Since I, since I know there's going to be an opening, you know. So she went ahead. She gave me uh, Pat's name. And, you know, so I just sent a resume to him and I bugged him to death. You know, it was just like, I think I bugged him for like two weeks. You know, hey, this is Eric Cross again. You know, just wanted to see what you're doing, you know, see what's going on. And finally, I think he got tired of me. He said, let me bring this guy in and just interview him and see what's going on. I went in for the interview, and, you know, he told me that they were doing this tape-to-tape editing, which I really had to go back to school and, and learn how to do, which is kind of <laughs> funny because, you know, here we are, we're doing all this computer-based editing, and, you know, you could do all this stuff on computer, and then they're saying, well, we're doing tape-to-tape, and I'm like, oh, wow. So I actually went back to our school, and I said, hey, I talked to one of my instructors. I said, hey, can you tell me, show me how to do this again because this is what they do. And he said, you're kidding me. I said, no. He said, wow, they're like five, <laughs> ten <school>. years behind. <laughs> right. You know, and so I said, yeah, I know. So, he, you know, he showed me how to do it. And I actually sat for like a, about a day and just, you know, like just figured it out and, you know, got, you know, got my bearings back about me, you know, so to speak, on how to do that tape to tape editing and went in, took a test. And, uh, you know, during the interview process, he asked me, he said, well, you know, I've got like three other candidates. He said, what makes you the best candidate? And I told him, I said, actually, I said, I'm going to say age and experience. And he right. said, well, how so? And I said, you know, I said, well, I said, you know, my age being being that I'm older, I said, I'm sure everyone else is younger. I said, I think I've got a better work ethic. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and, he, and I just told him, I said, you know, I said, I'm just being honest. I said, you know, I said, I said that, you know, the gal I know that left here, I said, you know, I know she's younger than me. And I said, they want to do computer-based editing. I said, they don't want to sit around. They don't want to do tape to tape, you know. And I said, and with that, I said, I'm here to give you 110% while I'm here until you decide that you're going to come up into the 20th century and do computer-based editing, basically, you know. And um, he left my answer. And, I, you know, after that, he said, well, I still got a couple things that, you know, people I have to interview. And. You know, I still continued to bug him, <laughs> and basically my ten- my tenacity won over. You know, and got the job. Yeah, there's a couple things there. First off, is you had an immediate answer to that question, which was great. Right. And then you followed up. You know, a lot of folks, if they don't hear anything, that's it. The figures are not interested. Right. But that tenacity sounds like it really paid off for you. Exactly, it sure did. You know, and it was it was funny because you know, starting out, I mean, I worked overnight and it was one of those things where, you know, I was also a tattoo artist. So, I mean, I would get done tattooing around 10, 11 o'clock at night and go right <laughs> to work, 
you know, and my wow. friends are like, how are you doing this? I said, I just got to do it, man. I said, I got to get my foot in the door. You know, I've got to make it happen. And uh, I did overnights for 12 years, you know, before I finally got an opportunity to uh, get a different position. So it was nice. Now, did that lead into the position you're currently in? Yes, it actually did. Um, and, you know, the, the ironic part was there was a guy with more seniority who actually wanted the position that I was working. He wanted the overnight shift. So, you know, being they had the more seniority, you know, basically it was like, okay, you know, you have to give up this position. You know, at first I was kind of reluctant because my wife and I, you know, we had gotten married, we had kids, and it worked out well for us. But, you know, on in the long run, it was kind of nice because it gave me a break, really. You know, working overnights, you, you shoot in the dark all the time. You, you basically work in the dark. Mm-hmm. And, you know, between midnight and nine, there's, there's nothing good going on. You know, you shoot right. car accidents, you shoot <laughs> fires and murders. And that's it, you know. Right, right. And uh, I think that was God's way of saying, hey, you know, you've seen enough. You know, try something different, you know. And I've been at this position ever since. And, and you know, I think, I think God knew what he was doing because, you know, I get to do puppy stories and tax cuts and, you know, right. nice things. You know, it's nice. You know, so it's it's great. That actually was going to be one of my other questions: is do you get those three o'clock in the morning calls for something usually bad that happens? Uh, but it sounds like that's the whoever's on shift at that point is the go-to person. Is that right? Right, you're correct. Yeah, I, I three a.m. I'm at home. I'm in bed, sleep, <laughs> and it's great. <laughs> that's one of the benefits for eighteen years of service there. <laughs> Absolutely. So. Absolutely. As a reminder, you can check out all previous episodes at learnfromothers.org. If you're an educator or a student, you can search for podcasts by career cluster and additional resources are under the resource tab. So we just learned what you wanted to be when you grew up, which was an architect and what you actually do today, which is a videographer. So if you could do it all over again, would you do anything differently? Uh, you know, I think I think I probably would have got that record deal if, if it was up to me. I love music. I'm still a musician to this day. I, I think I would have gone that route. But, I mean, really and truly, I mean, what I'm doing in news, I mean, I love what I do. I mean, apparently, you know, I've been there, you know, 18 years. You know, I, I probably would change that. It's just as far as music. You know, I would love to pursue something in music. Well, and it sounds like the job you have now, you're always busy. You're always going someplace new. And it sounds like you're really connected to what's going on in the city. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. I mean, you know, that's, and that's one of the nice things about, you know, this job. I mean, granted, it's still videography, you know, every day, but it's always something different. It, you know, it's almost like a new adventure every day. And uh, so it never gets old, you know. And I, I, I think with my personality and the way I am, I think it's probably the best job for me <laughs> in that sense, you know, because – it's always something different. I always work with somebody different. It's great, you know, and, you know, really and truly, we're never really in the office much. You know, we, we get our stories and then we're out. We're out the door driving to this town or this city or, you know, this person's house or whatever to get that story together, you know. And, you know, there's a lot of times we work under some serious deadlines where, you know, people are like, how in the world do you even get this together? But when you do it so much, you know, it's it's kind of second nature in a way, you know, and you don't really fret. You know, there's some days where, you know, you've got like maybe three minutes until you need to get this stuff on the air. But, you know, you always manage to make it happen. We've got a great team that we work with at Channel 5. I mean, everybody's super talented in their own way, you know, and, and we just manage to get it done, you know. That's awesome. So what is your typical day like? I, I start work at 2.45 p.m. on uh, Wednesday through Friday. Uh, and so at 2.45, I come in, grab all my gear, uh, they assign me a news car. 
at that time, while I'm doing all that, they have an afternoon meeting. So that consists of the producers, uh, our news director, and uh, the reporters for that evening. And they get together at a table, uh, you know, and they do this every day. And they decide, well, what's going on? You know, what are we going to follow? You know, things of that nature. So, and then once they decide that, you know, then it's, we're off and running. You know, like the reporters, they're making calls, you know, trying to make contact with whoever they can that has anything to do with the story so we can get the information, you know, do interviews. You know, if there's file footage from something that's happened before, you know, like I'll go and I'll grab that from our computers that are archived. You know, so I'll grab archives out of there, you know, put it in my hard drive just in case we have to stay out in the field. Mm-hmm. And uh, okay. so so it's one of those things where, you know, we all have something that we're doing at some point, you know, to that has to do contribute to that story. You know, once we get out the door, we, you know, we go and put everything together. Sometimes we'll come back to the station and put everything together because it's a little easier, especially if we've got a lot of file footage or something from things that have happened in the past, you know. Right. And, uh, and, you know, we get that together and then we'll sometimes we'll go back out to the actual scene of whatever it is that we're covering, and then we'll do our live shot from there. Now, you mentioned that was your schedule Wednesday through Friday. What's your schedule Saturday, Sunday? Saturday, Sunday, I work 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. So it's really not bad. I mean, it's, it's you know, and, and it's great in the sense that, you know, when it's warmer out, you know, the summer months, you know, 6 p.m., there's still plenty of daylight out, you know, so I go home, I can spend time with the family, we can hang out, cook out, whatever we want to do, and still got a lot of daylight, you know, to, to kind of hang out and be together. So it's great. Well, let's make the assumption that someone in our audience wants to do what you do. What advice would you give them? I would give them the advice that, um, you know, with news, like I told my friends when I said something about working in news, you know, news will always be here. You know, it's, it's one of <laughs> those true. jobs, it, you know, and it is, it's, you know, and that's the way I had to look at it, you know, because my friends are like, so you're going to work in a recording studio. I was like, no, you know, I said, as much as I love music, I said, you know, I don't really see me doing that. I said, you know, I, I'd like to do something with the video side of things and, and, you know, keep that going. And at the time, there were a lot of production places that were here in town. They kind of closed up, you know, and there were a lot, you know, from my understanding, there were a lot of production houses here, you know, back in the early 2000s. But, you know, with the economy or whatever, you know, people and corporations started shipping more things out, you know, and getting them done cheaper than they were in town or whatever the deal was. Right. But, you know, and that that was really my choice to, to try out news. I said, you know, news is always going to be here, you know, no matter, you know, we've got four stations here, and, you know, they're always going to be doing something, you know. So, uh, and, and that was my direction as far as, you know, what I was going to do and stay in the city. Because I, I never really saw myself trying to move to, like, Nashville or L.A. or any anywhere to try to pursue music per se, you know, because I always had in the back of my mind with the way technology is, you know, I can write music anywhere and send it anywhere to have it, you know, broadcast. So that was never really an issue, you know, like, you know, in the 80s, it was like, oh, I got to move to L.A. to make it, you know, where, you know, the technology was like, you can do it anywhere well, are there any current projects you're working on that you would like to share? Uh, actually, I'm, I'm working on an album now. It's just instrumental, instrumental music, and uh, it'll be out sometime soon. I'm, I'm hoping by at least February it'll be out. So that's about it, really. Oh, that'd be cool. Cool to hear. This. So you're yeah. doing, you wrote it and you're playing the drums on it? Yeah, I'm, I'm playing everything. 
It's, it's, oh, wow. it's all me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's keyboards, it's drums, it's bass, guitar, you name it, it's there. It's all me. Well, we'll definitely do a follow-up on that with our, our weekly newsletter once you get that thing released, so we'll let everybody know about it. Awesome. Well, cool. And as with most journeys, success largely depends on reliable transportation, and I'm a huge car enthusiast, so could you tell us, what was your first car? <laughs> my first car that my dad bought us, it was a 1984 Ford Fairmont. <laughs> so oh, it wow. Was a, yeah, yeah. So we're going back, you know, it was a four door and, you know, it wasn't exactly the, the, the car I wanted, but, you know, it got me from A to B, you know, and so that that was that was a good thing. That's hilarious because one of our previous guests, Eric, the car guy, who is one of the biggest YouTubers, you can uh-huh. check him out. He helps people fix their own cars. He's been doing a special on a Ford Fairmont. And it's like a 1984. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so that'd be something cool to check out. It's kind of a small world kind of thing there. Well, what's your dream car? My dream car? Oh, wow. I would love to have a Ferrari. Anything Ferrari, I'd, I'd love to have. <laughs> well, that's really cool. Well, uh, <laughs> one of the perks for some jobs is a company car. So if I had all the money in the world, I'd love to buy you a cool company car based on your job. And so here's Hello? where my mind was going. You have to get places quick. So I want to get a quick car. Um, right. You have the, like, I'm, I'm just thinking of looking through a, a video camera. You got to have a good view of things. You got to be able to act fast, capture things quickly. You also have to have something that captures or you can load all your gear into. So right. the cool company car I picked for you is a 2019 Porsche Panamera. Are you familiar with those? I am. Yeah, those are that really, would that would work. Those are really slick and cool cars. Four doors. You know, it's got the hatchback, but they look much better in the new version than they did the 2016 and prior version. And they're super fast. Absolutely. That would be great. All right, cool. I'm glad you're on board with that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for taking us on your career journey today. What's the best way our listeners can learn more about you or your company or your music endeavors? Um, If they want to check out my music, they could go to uh, its... uh, Eric Cross official music page on Facebook. Oh, cool. Okay. And then obviously the news channel has all sorts of websites just for the news channel. Again, what is the news station? It's WLWT.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking us on your career journey today, Eric. Great. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Learn From Others, where we help others succeed by sharing success. Where will our next adventure take us? Subscribe to find out. If you know of someone who has a cool career story or occupation, contact Greg through Instagram at GregStanleyLFO. That's G-R-E-G-S-T-A-N-L-E-Y-L-F-O. And we will see you soon as we learn from others together.